Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is a John Chuckery Show live on this Wednesday evening with you. Is Well, we thought we maybe uh, would have the NBA Finals uh, set uh, here. We got one team in, but uh, the Celtics did win last night over the Miami Heat to extend that series a little bit longer. So, We'll uh, see what happens, but we head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. We talked to senior NBA reporter from Yahoo Sports, Jake Fisher. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Jake L. Fisher. Jake, appreciate the time. Thanks for a few minutes here in Atlanta. You got it. How are things your way? Well, we are good. Um, Let's talk about this franchise first and foremost with the Atlanta Hawks. How busy of an offseason do you expect the Hawks to have? I mean, Look, this has been a couple of years of kind of in the muck and the mire, and we do have some good pieces, but something is just not working. I don't know if it's just all coaching, but something is not working here in Atlanta. How busy and active do you think they'll be? Well, I'll say this. We've been expecting John Collins to get moved for it seems like three years now, and every cycle, the trade deadline, the draft, it's been you know communicated to myself and reporters elsewhere and to rival teams that he's going to get moved and he hasn't. So I'm never going to count my my Hawks chickens until they hatch. But I will say that there's definitely a sense around the league and an expectation even that the Hawks will be active and, and on the phones and curious to explore various opportunities. I mean, they've got new leadership in tow now with Landry Fields. Really, it seems like he's got the – the lead, you know, front office chair kind of, you know, on stable footing now. And they're, they're flushed out a front office with some additions and Quinn Snyder has been able to get his footing. So that, that, that group, that nucleus, they part of those guys, Landry's been around for a while, but they didn't put together this team exactly like this with that leadership structure in place. So just naturally speaking, I think we'll definitely hear Atlanta, uh, mentioned in a lot of early trade chatter, just a matter of what deals they'll actually be able to get done. Do you think that they got the right guy for head coach, given the dearth of championship caliber coaches that you know came up on the marketplace now, where teams are just not willing to give some of their you know coaches a chance to get some things right? Do you think they got the right guy here in Atlanta at head coach? I think so, and I'll say further that. I've even asked the question to Quinn Snyder's you know, associates and friends of his and people who work with him if maybe Quinn might have taken the job too soon with the quality of other jobs that are open and, and 
Actually, I got pushback on that from people saying, you know, he was dead set on waiting out the whole year, and he had a whole European vacation plan that he cut short to come take this job. Um, he's got ties to the Atlanta area. Um, I think the opportunity to work with someone like Trey Young, to work with a new young executive in Landry Fields and build something kind of from, like, the ground floor up. They're not, like, a rebuild by any stretch, but um, – They've got an opportunity here for Landry and Quinn basically starting in their respective, you know, leading voices um, pretty much along the same timeline uh, to kind of shape this thing and their image together. I don't know if Quinn would have had um, a more attractive situation than that one. So, I mean, the quality of coach he is and the fact he would have been very much at the top of a lot of these other teams' lists, I think it even further adds to the reasoning why Atlanta wanted to do this too because – he was the top guy on their list, and they made sure they went out and got him uh, before what they expected to be a crowded marketplace in the coaching uh, landscape. But I think it's even more crowded than the Hawks were anticipating at the time being. Senior NBA reporter for Yahoo Sports, Jake Fisher, joining us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. And with that, you know, everybody we've talked to, I've talked to the beat reporter for the Jazz. I've talked to the play-by-play voice of the Jazz. I mean, obviously we've had lots of NBA reporters on. I'll get your thoughts about this as well. Do you think that Quinn Snyder is going to have a real hand in player personnel and the way that this roster shapes up? So I don't think that he has the proverbial final say that gets rumored about. I mean, to be honest, I don't truly know, and I don't think we'll really know until this offseason gets underway because in the heat of battle at trade deadlines and the draft war room, Ultimately, whoever has final say is whoever the owner fully believes and trusts and, and takes their word most into account when, like, the clock is ticking. So I think all that's really to be determined. I don't think it necessarily matters that much because I do think that Landry Fields has a ton of support. They've built a big front office that um, has a lot of guys that are close with him and seems like it's a really close-knit group that's all kind of moving in the same direction. So I think Quinn's, I think Quinn's a part of that. I think, you know – he has a big, strong uh, connection to Kyle Korver, and that connectivity, I think, will be very key in uh, you know just having that relationship between the front office and the coaching staff. I, I don't think I think Quinn has a bit of an outsized reputation. That might be a little unfair. Someone who wants to like come in, swing in his elbows, and pound on the table to demand certain things. I think he just wants his impression to be felt and to, and his voice to be heard. And I have no doubt that's the situation in Atlanta right now. Let's bounce around the league uh, a little bit, Jake. Um, obviously, LeBron James and uh, you know the Lakers, we'll see what happens there, if he's going to retire, if he's going to play for another year. I mean, when do you think is going to be the thing that LeBron James, when, when he does hang it up? Is it bottoming out as a team? Is it his skill set is just not there anymore? Like, wh- What do you look at when you see LeBron and, and decide about when it's going to be the, the end for him? I think the goal of his, of playing with his son, that's been pretty repeated to me as his number one objective. Um, Sure, competing for a championship as well, but I think that's what he really wants to do. So, I mean, at a minimum, he's going to have to play out this contract, um, reach next season, um, this extension that kicks in this year um, for the 23-24 year and then 24-25 year that pays him basically $100 million 
over two seasons. So I I understand he's probably exhausted and he's 38. He's been nursing a foot injury that really doesn't sound like it's been comfortable to play on. And he's probably facing a, a, a long summer of off-season rehab. Um, I understand why he finally kind of let the dam break and say that he's been thinking about retirement. But I, I really am not expecting it to be something until that 24-25 season, two years from now, the second year of this contract after that to kick in, when he has the chance to either play with his son, Bronny, who's going to be spending next year as a freshman at USC, or at least play in the league at the same time as him. Jake Fisher, senior reporter for uh, Yahoo Sports, covering the NBA, joining me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. One team I'm very fascinated about is the Philadelphia 76ers. And, of course, you know, they, they are in the Eastern Conference here. And, obviously, you know, look, the, the, the Hawks have had their battles with them over the years. But you look at Embiid, and, and he's the MVP of the league, right? And he's been a tremendous player over the last few years. Harden kind of is just, you know, the, the mystery X factor. They've tried different lineups. They've had all kinds of different personnel that they've been able to bring in. They thought they had the right coach in Doc Rivers and all this, that, and the other. Where is that franchise? Like, what, like where are they at now as far as what they're going to do? Because nothing that they have tried has really advanced them even as far as a lot of other franchises. It just doesn't seem that there's something that has worked in Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, the direction's really going to depend a lot on two things this summer. One, who the next head coach is going to be after they fire Doc Rivers, because I do think there's a big chance that um, Mike D'Antoni is the ultimate outcome there, who obviously coached James Harden to an MVP level in Houston and has strong connections from that time with Daryl Morey, who's now the president in Philadelphia. And then what does James Harden do? Does he go back to Houston? That's been long rumored. Uh, does he stick in Philadelphia? I'm starting to believe he does stick in Philadelphia. Um, so does that ultimately all impact Joel Embiid and his desire to stick around in Philadelphia as well? So those are the two things. I think we'll know a lot about their direction based off of the coaching decision being that Mike D'Antoni would bring uh, clear offensive pick-and-roll heavy spread the floor style, um, which hasn't exactly been Joel Embiid's favorite way to play. And it'd be a different look than what they're doing now, feeding him the ball at the high post, feeding it to him at the low post, um, versus you know a defensive coach like Frank Vogel or someone like Nick Nurse, who's got a loud voice and a strong personality, who you know kind of wore out his welcome with a lot of players in Toronto. So I think all those things will be very important in shaping the direction of this team. So one of the other big decisions is going to be, and this ties into a guy you know, from the Atlanta area is what's going to be the status of Jalen Brown. Do you think that the Celtics are ready to break off that $290 million Supermax extension that he is uh, going to end up being due? Or do you think that they are going to eventually part ways with Jalen Brown? The way he's played in these Eastern Conference finals, I don't think any team would be super uh, excited without any doubt in their mind about paying him that $300 million, you know, roughly contract. So we'll see. I, I, it's it's still very early. I mean, the series is still obviously ongoing. A lot can be uh, determined here if, 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 you know, the Celtics turn things around and Jalen Brown's like the key of it and he gets back to how he was playing against the Sixers. And I mean, 
a lot could change. But right now, being kind of a no-show in this series, um, I, I do wonder. I mean, teams like Portland and, and Atlanta, I think, would be looming. Because that's not to say that teams aren't interested in him. I, a lot of teams would be interested in Jalen Brown. I just don't think a lot of teams are necessarily itching to pay him you know, 290 or whatever his the final numbers of his max extension can get now that he made an All-NBA team. So we'll see. I, I think it's I think we'll definitely be hearing his name this summer, though, no matter what, about Boston's appetite because those I mean those rival teams are going to be calling. I mean, those teams are calling. It's going to get out in today's world. I'll hear about it. Other reporters will hear about it, and we'll be talking about it. So I do expect to hear his name. I just don't know at this point. I think it's too early to handicap whether or not he has a chance of getting moved. Last question for you, Jake. Um, you know, obviously Denver and Joker. Uh, Joker's been arguably one of the better players, you know, probably top four or five players in the entirety of the NBA, multiple-time MVP. But what has been the difference? Why, why have they finally kind of broken through that glass ceiling where, you know, again, for years they were kind of, okay, a really good regular season franchise, couldn't get it done in the playoffs. What's been the difference about Denver now getting to the NBA Finals? I mean, Jokic is Jokic. Jamal Murray, people forget, was at the top of his game at this level in 2020 before he tore his ACL. They traded for Aaron Gordon at the 2021 trade deadline, and we're looking like a juggernaut then. They were 8-0 before Murray tore his ACL and was out basically for the last two playoffs. Um, another key move was the contagious Caldwell Pope trade this summer when they sent Monty Morris and Will Barton to Washington for him. He's been a perfect piece. And Bruce Brown might be the best sixth man in the league coming off the bench, a huge free agent signing for them. So, I mean, I think the Nuggets just have such a deep, cohesive unit from Jokic and Murray to you throw Michael Porter Jr. in there, Aaron Gordon, KCP, Bruce Brown. That might be the best top six in the NBA, and they've been the best team in the Western Conference all year long. I'm not surprised they're back at the Western Conference you know, championship level. Obviously, advanced past that now. That's where they were when they were at full strength last, and I think they're even better than they were when they lost to the Lakers in the 2020 Western Conference Final. He is the senior NBA reporter for Yahoo Sports. Jake Fisher joined me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Jake L. Fisher. Jake, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for a few minutes uh, in Atlanta. We look forward to talking to you again soon. You got it. Take care. You got it. John Chuck, we will be back. Sports Radio 92 on the game and the Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 